This is BBC Radio 4. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week in the new theatre in Oxford, a fine historic city with much to offer. No introduction to Oxford would be complete without a mention of its world-famous university. So that's that done. (laughs) During the Civil War, Oxford was a royalist stronghold, and it was from here that Prince Rupert's cavalry rode north to fight Cromwell's forces at the Battle of Birmingham. The Roundheads lost, and so were forced to keep it. The Reverend Dr. Spooner lived and lectured here in Oxford. As a boating enthusiast, he spent many hours renovating and maintaining local watercraft. And what a reaction there was from the Women's Institute when, along with his boatman, Dr. Spooner presented his lecture, Care of Punts. William Morris, later Lord Nuffield, established car manufacture in Oxford in 1913. His first model was the famous Bullnose Morris, so-called because his name was Morris and he wore a large brass ring through his nose. <laughs> the Morris organization laid the foundations of what later became Austin Morris, then BMC, then British Leyland, then Jaguar Leyland, then Jaguar Rover, then MG Rover, and finally the Tsing Hao Kak... The Tsing Hao Kak Shanghai Trading Corporation, bracket in receivership, end of bracket, limited. <laughs> Sadly now gone, the company once provided steady employment for generations of sign writers. <laughs> Colin Dexter, the author and creator of Inspector Morse, lives and works here. As we follow the Morse stories on TV, the greatest mystery is, of course, why so many people die in Oxford. It won't take a detective to understand, as I say. Let's meet the team. <laughs> they are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Harry Hill. <laughs> and quick to react when the team's points are on the rise, please welcome our delightful scorer, the ever-fragrant Samantha. We start today with a round of mottos. Teams, I'd like please to suggest mottos likely to be adopted by certain societies, businesses or other organisations. Graham, you can start. Um, The Anger Management Club... (laughs) Don't get us started. (laughs) Tim, the Hampshire Society, better safe than sorry. (laughs) Barry. The uh, Turkey Breeders Association, (laughs) Norfolk and Good. (laughs) 
Harry. The Federation of Life Support Machine Manufacturers, tubes help you breathe more easily. <laughs> the Pond Builders Guild may contain newts. <laughs> I am not a number, I am a human being. That's the motto of the Rod Stewart Ex-Wives Club. <laughs> This is the London Olympic Bid Committee. See you in Paris. <laughs> the Society for the Reintroduction of Victorian Values. The car in front is a horse. <laughs> <laughs> the Reincarnation Society. Same chairman for 250 years. I'm going to give you 10 marks for that, <laughs> so that I can deduct 12. <laughs> the Amalgamated Union of Female Escort Users. <laughs> I liked her so much I bought her company. Before the next round, I have to introduce for one show only an assistant chairman. So please welcome Little Humph. Thank you, that's very kind. I should stress that mine is only a monitoring role. Try to pretend I'm not here. That shouldn't be much of a chore. Who's that? That's my sidekick, Little Colin. Stop that awful din at once. Hey, 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 don't be too harsh on him. He's only a little boy. That was me, actually, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really? You're improving. Okay, the teams are going to sing for us now in the round called Excruciating Torture. As this, <laughs> as this involves their singing along to some well-known discs, it's also known as Pick-Up Song. <laughs> Samantha spent a few hours down in the gramophone library researching the team's discs earlier and took her little dog with her. She likes to dress the little thing in her own stylish canine clothing range, and the elderly archivists say they all appreciate her doggy fashion. <laughs> Samantha is now back and poised in DJ mode over the record desk, ready to give the discs a spin. You should sing along with the records teams until at my signal Samantha turns the volume down, and if on the music's return you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original, I'll be avoiding points, and points mean prizes. You can do it when you... <laughs> These are the future leaders of the country. <laughs> this week's prize is guaranteed to give the busy executive a vigorous workout as he sleeps. It's this luxury double bed with interior-sprung mysteries. <laughs> Tim, you're to start, and I'd like you to accompany the monkeys singing I'm a Believer. Love was only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else but not for me Love was out to get me 
That's the way it seemed. Discipline went haunted all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace of doubt in my mind. I'm in love. Ooh, I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I I'm a believer. Okay, you're next, Graham. I'd like you to accompany Emil Ford singing What Do You Want to Make Those... Blah, blah. I'd like you to... Graham, I'd like you to yeah. accompany... No. We... Go on. I want to Are we cut... there yet? <laughs> Don't forget what they did to Jimmy Young. I'd like you to accompany Emil Ford, Graham, singing What Do You Want to Make Those Eyes at Me For? What do you want to make those eyes at me for If they don't mean what they say They make me glad, they make me sad They make me love the lot of things that I never had You're fooling around with me now Well, you leave me on and then you run away Well, that's all right I'll get you a lonesome night and a baby you'll find You're messing with dynamite So what do you want to make those eyes at me for? If they don't mean Okay, you now, Barry, would you accompany Marlene Dietrich singing, <laughs> singing You Do Something to Me? To me and I'll do something to you I'm saying that simply mystifies me Barry, you're a bit flat Piss off, tell me Why should it be You have the power to hypnotize me I was only paying orders Let me live neath your spell I'm 98, you know Do, do that, voodoo that you do so well For to me, what? <laughs> it's a man, I tell you. <laughs> ah. And finally... When does quote-unquote come back? <laughs> come back, Herod, all is forgiven. <laughs> a goodie. <laughs> Finally, would you, Harry, please accompany Tony Orlando and Dawn singing Knock Three Times. Yes. Ready, Dawn? 
off you go. Hey girl, what you doing down there? Dancing alone every night while I live right above you. Two, three, four. I can hear your music playing. I can feel your body swaying. One floor above me, you don't even know me. I love you. Oh, my darling, knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Da 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 da. Twice on the pipe. If the answer is no. Oh, my sweetness means you'll meet me in the hallway. Whoa, twice on the pipe <laughs> means you ain't gonna show. The teams are going to indulge us in a spot of acting now in the game called Proverbial Theatre. We have to keep a special eye out for Tim and Graham in this one, as I understand both are well-known thespians. In fact, Graham is currently considering several interesting roles, the BBC having generously provided him with a packed lunch. <laughs> Are you Uncle Bill? <laughs> In proverbial theatre, each team will take turns to act out a well-known proverb for the other side to guess. Tim and Harry, you're to start, please, and your proverb will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. <laughs> For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Many hands make light work. Many hands make light work. How Off you go, Tim and Harry. How many words? How many words? Five. Five? And what are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What? What is the matter? The bulb is not working. Is it not working? Then what are we doing to get it better? Well, we need to find out what is wrong with it. Have you assistance? <laughs> well, I could ask my brother. And what is his name? It has slipped my mind for a, <laughs> for a second. Well, let's see what this other brother is called. Oh, that's easy. That's Hans. Ah, Hans. Can you remember the name of the first one? Wait a minute. It's Hans too. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and your father was... Uh... He was Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> And a, and a trip to Brazil. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, Hans, uh, you try the switch. I will turn now. Oh! oh. <laughs> Success! That's... <laughs> okay. Is there a celebrity version of this? <laughs> Yes. Graham, it was hands and, and lights. <laughs> Many hands uh, make light Time's work. 
Right, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your proverb is now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Change is as good as a rest. Change is as good as a rest. Seven, seven words. words, seven words. And it goes a bit like this. Hamish! Ah! Dougal, you'll have had your tea. <laughs> Well, no, I haven't. But, but look here, whatever are you up to? Well, I was hoping to pot the pink. Oh, I... <laughs> Are you going to finish your game of snooker first? If only I could. What? No, my... The, the, the cue ball's hampered by the blue. And? Well, I can't find that thing, you know, that supports the cue. Oh, oh can't well, find it. Well, here's a tip. Now, here's a suggestion. <laughs> um... <laughs> a pile of small coins... will prove to be an adequate substitute. <laughs> there we are. Here goes. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I got the bit is as good as a rest, but I didn't get the first bit. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, um, change. Um, change. Change, yeah. It's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. The first I noticed from the huge pile of correspondence in the listener complaints waste paper basket that we've received a letter from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. She writes, Dear Mr. Tarrant, Is it true that in Japan you're known as Mr. Rack of Tarrant? Kind regards, Mrs. Trellis. Okay, on with the game. And because of Oxford's associations with royalty, this week we'll be playing Royal Mornington Crescent, a version made fashionable by Charles II on his visits here. The game can be confusing for those unused to the intricacies of etiquette and basic good manners, but here are some useful pointers. Play is strictly in order of social superiority. <coughs> so in this instance, we must start with Tim and end with Barry. <laughs> It's considered a breach of etiquette for players at the lower end of the social order to block, box, reverse, or win the game. <laughs> Royal connections can't double, but common moves, especially Clapham Common, are frowned upon. <laughs> Tim, you can start. Queensway. Graham. Um, so, Cheapside. Harry. Regent Street. Barry. Tooting Common. <laughs> Harry Barry, that's Japanese suicide, isn't it? <laughs> Green Park. Clapham Common. No, Clapham South. Oh, no, 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 no. Clapham South. Sorry, uh, I have to take your first answer. All right, Clapham, <laughs> Clapham South. 
Shelfont Latimer. Queensway. Oh, back to where we started. I think that was a reverse. Yeah, but it's a common reverse, so I don't... I suppose he is allowed, is it? What, a common reverse? Yeah. What other kind of reverse is he likely to do? <laughs> well, I can do a posh reverse, so that's Queensway. Baron's Court. Yeah. yeah. We can do it. No, it's... Uh, I'm out of this one now. I'm, I'm all done. <laughs> no. I came here in good faith, you know. <laughs> Come on, young and you can do it. What's the point? South Harrow. Oh, very good. Oh, very good. Oh, boy. Play the hunt. Play the hunt. Oh. I'm boxed. Did you know what you were You are. I'm boxed. Sorry, I'm boxed. Uh, oh, well. Box, box, cox, cox. Hoxton. It's Martin's Lane. Ooh. Ooh. Um. I see dead people. <laughs> Earl's Court. Mm. Mm. Then you've had Earl, you've had Baron. We haven't had... Which depend, depends which... We haven't had those. Viscount. Viscount. That's a, a biscuit, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. With Mornington the... Crescent! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, little Hunt. Before we start the next round, I've been asked to make a short announcement telling our listeners that repeats of many editions of the show can be heard on BBC Seven. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> As if there's a BBC Seven. Okay, teams, I've brought along the opening lines of certain famous autobiographies, and I'd like you to guess what the ensuing words might be. Harry, you can start. I'd like you to complete... The start of David Bellamy's autobiography, Jolly Green Giant. I was conceived in the spring of 1932, 100 years after... My mother came off the pill. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is the passing of the Reform Act. Your turn, Tim, and you can finish off the beginning of Greg Dyke's autobiography, Inside Story. As I left home on the morning of Tuesday, the 27th of January, 2004, I had no idea... So it was the same as any other day, really. <laughs> <laughs> and the actual answer is that within 36 hours, my career as Director General of the BBC would be over. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Barry, here's one for you to finish off. It's the start of Michael Heseltine's autobiography, Life in the Jungle. My arrival in the world attracted scant notice, and what little it did took the form of a paid advertisement in the South Wales Evening Post announcing... Baby for sale. <laughs> the actual answer is the birth on the 21st of March 1933 of a son to Rupert and Eileen Heseltine. Ah, And Graham, one for you to complete. It's the opening to Joan Bakewell's autobiography, The Centre of the Bed. I was born on the 16th of April, 1933, at Hooley Range Nursing Home in Heaton Moor in Stockport. I had been conceived in mid... In mid-air, thanks to an... <laughs> thanks to an oversprung mattress. <laughs> v, 
very nearly right. <laughs> the answer is Atlantic, as my parents sailed home on the SS Desiado. Mm. Here are some for any of you to have a go at. First of all, there's the start of John Burt's autobiography, The Harder Path. I was born in Liverpool in 1944 during an... An obstetric focus group meeting. <laughs> The answer is an air raid warning. <laughs> this one's the start of Anne Robinson's autobiography, Unfit Mother. Have a facial once a month and get plenty of help in the house. My mother would advise as I... Push the pillow hard into her face. <laughs> and guided yeah. her hand over the will. <laughs> the answer is was growing up. And finally... Can anyone finish off the start of Dale Winton's autobiography, Dale, My Story? When I first settled down to write this autobiography, I discovered... That somebody else had used the title, Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit. <laughs> the answer is that, that I'd already written one before. Hmm. I noticed it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to fit in a round of Electrical Retailers Film Club. Samantha tells me she has to nip out now as she's off to see a new gentleman friend who's in vacuum cleaner sales. He's offered Samantha a good deal on one of his products and she says she can't wait to handle her new Philips upright. So, <laughs> so teams, while she's away enjoying that, I'd like you to suggest titles of movies guaranteed to enthrall an audience drawn from the electrical retail industry. You can start this one, Harry. Uh, cassette Blanca. <laughs> Jim and Dimmer. <laughs> Thoroughly modem Millie. <laughs> Everything you always wanted to know about Flex, but were afraid to ask. <laughs> Rebel without an extension cord. <laughs> Lady Chatterley's Hoover. <laughs> Moby Dixon's. <laughs> Jason and the Argos catalogue. <laughs> Bring me the plug of Alfredo Garcia. <laughs> Scott Face. <laughs> That's it. So, little Humph, did you enjoy yourself? I haven't had so much fun since I had my tonsils out. <laughs> I haven't had so much fun since you had your tonsils out. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. <laughs> and indeed, the end of the series. <laughs> but there'll be another one later in the year. <laughs> so, there's something to look forward to. The end of another series. <laughs> and with that, it's goodbye from the teams, myself, Samantha, and the good folk of Oxford. Goodbye. Tim Brooke Taylor, Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, and Harry Hill were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>